Love and Watches is a family-friendly podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team who've been wearing and collecting watches for more than 45 years. They enjoy bringing you the latest in collecting, interviews, news, and all things interesting in the world of watches. Enjoy the show. Hey, watch fam. You are listening to the Love and Watches podcast, the podcast for all watch lovers. I am your host, Ranch Racer. And I am your co-host, Perpetual Girl. Welcome to the show. <laughs> and I'm going to kick this off by wishing my lovely wife, PG, a happy Aww. birthday today. It's, Thank it's, you. Uh, today's her birthday. We're recording on October 22nd. So has it been a good birthday? It's been an awesome birthday. Good. I'm, I'm still making up for... The failure in, in, on Valentine's Day this year. So I've actually forgotten about it, but now that you still feel bad, I think I'm going to keep working. Keep milking it. it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, right. You might as well. Makes pandemic fun. It does. Yes, it gives us something to focus on. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, today we're actually yeah. focusing on on something really exciting. We have. It's funny that we we haven't really had any jewelry stores on our show, you know, for almost three years, and then all of a sudden we had Rob Kaplan couple weeks ago for our Oris and museum piece for from topper jewelry from topper yep. Yep. and now we have a guest um from our local jewelry store uh in the city the big city we call it of our county because <laughs> we're out city. in the we're out in the foothills but <laughs> yeah. uh we have a jewelry store down at the mall called Devon's and they have a really long history in the state and in the country. Yeah, a lot of rural. They, they have a lot of, they have 12 stores, I think, and it's, most of them are kind yeah, of the rural areas. But there's some little twists there of, of, yep. of their stores and how they reach out across the United States. And his name is Randy Bogotka. He's an yep. assistant manager down there. And they are just uh, authorized dealers of Rolex and some other brands can we say well let's let let's let, <laughs> we'll randy, let randy tell because yeah he talks about that um and what i want to make sure you guys all understand this is not paid advertisement this is not no, we're no not sponsor. sponsored by anyone that we have on this show um the these guys are just friends you know we've been we've known randy for many years now and bought uh, several pieces from him but you know we were going to have him and uh you know randy's the assistant manager we're going to have matt who's the manager of the store and their families up for a barbecue and, you know, then COVID hit, but we do this because we like these people. We've, we've established friendships and bonds. And, you know, when, when PG and I, before, before the, uh, all the lockdowns, when we go to the mall, we'd go stop by and, you know, if, if they weren't busy or Randy wasn't working with a customer, we'd hang out and, and chat about all kinds of stuff. So, um, no, no paid advertisement. This is not, there's none of that going on here. We've, we've mentioned that before, but, I will just reinforce that point is we do this because it's our hobby. We, we like these people and, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a while. So this is good timing because they've got some really exciting announcements for next week. So. Yes. And that's the key, uh, probably the key thing to, to kick off this episode is timing yep. in the industry and with the store. Yep. So I think with that, we've probably told you guys enough. So let's, uh, Let's go to the interview that we recorded with Randy uh, earlier today. Here you go. All right. And here we are with our friend, Randy Bagatka. Randy, welcome to the show, man. We've been talking about this hey, for a long Randy. time. Well, hello there. How you I'm doing? I'm very, very excited to be here. I, I, I you know, listen to you guys a lot. And uh, I must say, um, I'm excited. 
and uh, I love listening to your show. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Well, we've um, you've known about our show for quite a while. I think we had uh, we hadn't started it when we first met you. I don't think, or maybe we had just started it when we met you. Um, Is it twenty seventeen? 2017 or 2018 i don't know i uh, each year that passes i i forget two more years so it's <laughs> it's getting bad as i get older um but uh so randy you are assistant manager at a jewelry store in our locally here in in a town called roseville uh by the name of devon's jewelers and we met you when we bought our first rolex mm-hmm. and uh We've talked for a while about having you on the show, but this this was the timing we're looking for because we've got something coming up that we're going to talk quite a bit about today. Um, but uh, what I want our listeners to know is that, you know, when we have people on the on the show, it, these are usually people that have become really good friends, which we that's what we consider you. Um, same with with Matt, the store manager out there, and we really miss being able to just drop in the mall and exactly catch I up. Mean, we used to, whenever we were down in the mall, we would just come by and end up talking to you for an hour about, you know, common interests like Disney or whatever it was. Oh, I know. I, I miss those days, I tell you. Oh, God, it was, I think I've been in the store once um, since all this nonsense started and it was still when you guys were closed. So it's like I had to be let into the mall and then let into the store. It was just, it was crazy. So it sounds like things are kind of getting back to normal, but. Um, I mean, but, it feels, it feels normal. Um, other than, you know, there, there are certain protocols we have to follow, um, you know, how many people we can have at the store, et cetera, at a time. But um, for the most part, it, it doesn't feel too much different than it did, you know, pre-COVID. Good. That's good. Well, and, and so one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is because we, again, we're, we, we like to have people that we consider friends on the show um, and something that we like about Devon's is that it has tradition. It was a family-owned business. Now it's an employee-owned business. We're going to have you give a little bit of history there. Um, but before we do that, we have a, a couple things to check off. So we wanted to do a quick wrist check, um, and then we'd like to have you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about how you got into this business and and uh, how long you've been in it and your history with uh, with the store and, and all that good stuff. So um, being as you are the guest, I am going to throw it to you for your wrist check. What are you wearing today? I am wearing a Submariner, Rolex Submariner date, 116610. Awesome. Um, I have had this a few years. It was actually given to me by the company um, for my 25th anniversary. Oh, wow. wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, I've, I started in Devon's uh, almost to the day uh, 28 years ago. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, not many people can say they've had a, a Rolex given to them. So that's that was definitely well-earned for that time there. Um, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly go next, and then okay. I'm going to throw it to PG. So I'm also wearing a Rolex. So you guys, listeners will start to realize there's a pattern going on here. Um, I'm wearing our newest... Rolex acquisition that I got from Randy and, and Devon's, and that is our new Milgauss, mm-hmm. uh, which I've, I think I've worn it on at least one other show. Um, but this is one that, that PG and I have. It's beautiful. We wanted this for, we actually, this was one that we wanted to buy uh, when we bought my blue dial, my 39 yep. millimeter um, blue dial oyster perpetual. And I think you guys had one in the case, yes, but did. it was more than we were, we could spend at the time. And ever since then, we're like, man, I wish we had figured out how to do that. So we were super <laughs> excited when 
when this one became available and we were able to I get love, it. I love, I love that dial. It oh, is just it's so pretty. Pretty color, yeah. It is, and I, I mean, not just the dial, but in the the second, you know, the lightning bolt seconds hand is really cool. But um, I really like all the polishing on it. You know, that's very, mm-hmm. it's very yeah, different it's from polish. something like the sub, which is, you know, pretty much except for the case size, I think pretty much all matte. Um, this has got so much polishing on it and it just, it's absolutely gorgeous in, you know, the, the, in the bright light. And the case shape is unique because it's taller. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's thick, a unique yeah. watch. It's the, it's the Rolex for watch nerds. Ex- yes. Exactly. It is. It's that's why I've seen that yeah. statement before. <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to put it. But uh, it yeah, really we, we had to go for the this uh, the blue dial. I mean, just to me, that's, and it's not, this, the blue dial was not the original Milgauss. It's it's Mm-mm. been out maybe what six or seven years, I guess, right? But but uh, yeah, it had to be the blue dial. So pretty. So that's what I am mm-hmm. wearing. PG, what are you sporting today? I number three watch of the day here with you guys. I'm also wearing a Rolex, and this mm. is one that clean sweep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one that we got from Randy for my fiftieth birthday. Oh, so, I love that piece. Yeah, yeah. classic. And, and today is actually my 52nd birthday. Yep. So I thought I would wear it for my birthday. It's and what is it? Watch. It's, a, it's a date just. <laughs> yeah. Let's tell our listeners what <laughs> it so is. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's the 31 millimeter two-tone date just with the silver dial and the uh, stick indices. So it has tons and tons of loom. I can wear it and it'll. I can wake up in the middle of the night and I can tell the time without my glasses, mm-hmm. which is great. So, and it's on the Jubilee oh, two-tone bracelet, bracelet with the hidden clasp. Yeah. It's, yeah. Comfortable. It, it is probably the most comfortable watch I have. I mean, that, that watch has made me want to own a, a two-tone Datejust. I never used to, to be that interested in those watches, like the more dressy pieces, but it's so classic, and that Jubilee bracelet is just, it's like butter on your wrist. I mean, it's such a beautiful watch. And so now that's, unfortunately, that's made me put the date just on my list now. So just more more. I'm crazy. shaking my head. I know. And rolling my eyes. <laughs> rolling your eyes. <laughs> Don't feel bad. That's, that's definitely one of, that's one of the ones I really want to. Oh, is it? About it? Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody has their list, and I have, I have a fairly large list being around watches a lot. Yeah. But the date just 41... Um, for me would be, would be ideal. It, it's such a beautiful piece. And I'm undecided on the 41 or the, <laughs> is it the, it drops down to 36 30. or I think it drops down to 36. 36. Yeah. yeah. Vintage also 36. Right? And I, I've seen them both and I'm, you know, it's a, that's a much smaller watch for my wrist size, but because of the style of the watch, I almost think I'd like the third, the 36, six more. I'd have to try them kind well, of both on, but. I, Boy. I can help you with that because I have a 36 millimeter vintage Pulsar homage. That's right. That's I can I can test drive that one to so see can, if I yeah. like the 36 size. We can put size. some links back in that. And yeah, that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So that's so that's me. All right. And so then, that's your wrist. So check. now, so Randy, tell can you tell us how um, Devon started and give us a little bit of the maybe the the early history and how it kind of progressed and when you started with them, yeah, and your et cetera, because we've chatted about it before, oh, yeah. but um, you tell a great story. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a neat story. I mean, it was a uh, family-owned business that started out in 1929. Um, two brothers started the business, and it became uh, Devon's Merksmers. And um, 
when they retired, they they basically gave the business to their children, and uh, the children uh, pretty much decided that they couldn't work together, so they split the company down the middle, and um, half of it became Merksmer's Jewelers, and then the other half of it became Devon's Jewelers, which is you know, the side I ultimately ended up on. And um, what's funny is I remember as a kid when I lived on the peninsula hearing about Merksimer. That was a big name. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was in, um, I lived in New York before I moved here. And the city that I lived near actually had a Merksimer jeweler. So I'd been introduced to it well before I got into jewelry. Wow. Um, but yeah, in fact, I actually worked at the Merksimer side before I started with Devon's. But they had a lot of financial problems and that side of it um, ultimately was bought out by Fred Myers and then, you know, mm-hmm. it, it went out of business. Um, but they had expanded, I think, 80 something stores where Devon's has always remained a much more personal, smaller jewelry company. Um, I think at the height, we are up to 16 stores and then currently we have 12 stores. Mm. Okay. I, you know, you'll laugh, but I have always, when, when uh, PG and I, PG and I are talking about you guys, I've always referred to you as the country jeweler because yeah. I mean, aside from like Roseville and Sacramento, most of your locations are more out in like farming communities and stuff, right? Yeah. You, agriculture, you, it, even, yeah, Reno. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, really it's well, it's, it's a smaller, yeah, very personal feeling. Um, in 2011, because the uh, longevity of the employee, I mean, with the 12 stores, the average length of employment is 18 years. Wow. Um, mm. Which is huge. Mm-hmm. And the guy that trained me was uh, was with the company 72 years. <gasps> oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's like the airlines. Like that I, I so came cool. out of the airline industry and I was there only 10 years, which was considered And very you had like junior. guys that were there for like 40, 50 years. Yeah, who were out yeah. of the military. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. But, um, you know, uh, I just, I, I fell in love with the, the company. I love the, the, um, you know, the personal aspect to it. And, uh, it became an employee owned company in 2011, which is, is great. Oh, that's cool. So cool. it's all, it's owned by all of the employees that work there basically. That's correct. Well, yeah. and that feeling when you walk in the store, you're greeted with respect and kindness. You're not, um, we have so many stories about how we've been treated poorly yeah. when we go yes. in to actually buy a watch or, you know, or jewelry or anything or, and, in other locations. And depending on if we're dressed, not quite the right way where they, they just kind of look bored and, yep. and we leave, yeah. but we didn't, you know, we've never felt like that with you guys. It was like instantly everyone is. Well, you, you walk know, in and, and if they know you, I mean, uh, you know, you and Matt and, and the gals there that, that, um, recognize us. I mean, everyone greets us and it's just, it's, it's like walking into a, your family living room and having your family. And, greet and you while we're there, other customers are walking in and you're doing that to them too. So yep. that's, you know, you guys have a, you have a loyal local group of locals. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we started out in Sacramento. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know, which is neat too, but, uh, yeah, it, that's what makes it, it, that's how I can do this for so long is the fact that it's not, you know, as much of a business, it's more of a, a family atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. I mean, I, if our listeners are thinking, Oh yeah, well, right. Whatever. Trust us. Go, you go <laughs> into, to see the, the folks at Devon's and, and any of their locations. And it's, it's just such a friendly atmosphere. It's welcoming. It's just, you can tell that everyone that works there has a lot of pride in, in, well, I appreciate in, that. In, Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, 
and and you, Randy, the one thing that I think, aside from the fact that we found out you love Disneyland, your family loves Disneyland, and, and we do too, so we immediately connected on that level, and we'd we'd like come into the store when we're shopping for something else, and we'd end up spending like two hours there in between you helping other customers. We'd be and, chatting Disneyland and me or showing whatever. you my charm bracelet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then your wife <laughs> dropped in, and I was showing her my charm bracelet. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah, we absolutely love Disney. This I'll tell you right now, uh, we we had planned a trip next year and i have no idea if i'm gonna be able to go or not oh i know <sighs> i know it's so frustrating we had a trip planned and that ended up not happening and yeah it's hopefully things will start to get back to normal because we we miss that kind of stuff oh god yeah this is killing me i'm like i'm having disney attacks <laughs> <laughs> total withdrawals right <laughs> exactly in yes. the corner shaking yeah. <laughs> you could always set up a virtual disney vacation at home we we did I, that yeah. uh, with a cruise. We yeah. did a cruise midsummer for our trip. Yep. So it's uh, kind of trick your brain a little, but it was fun. It's yep. not it's I not the same. Watching Disney movies. That's you know. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so let's get to kind of the reason the nitty gritty, the, the timing, and why we've had you on the show um, in this moment in time. You guys have something pretty exciting coming. Uh, we oh, haven't yeah. talked yet too much. We obviously all have Rolexes on our wrist. I think most of our listeners know you guys are a Rolex um, authorized dealer, but there's some something exciting coming up in the next few days. What what's going on out there? We are opening. We're moving our location um, in the mall. We, we uh, felt that we weren't in the best area for the mall. That didn't it didn't really represent our store well. So we're moving more to luxury court. And uh, we're building a bigger store that uh, will house a fantastic showroom. And uh, we are getting another watch line, which is very exciting. We will start carrying Tudor watches for the first time in the company. And they're very, very hard and very selective to uh, get a location. Excellent. That is such a big deal because there's uh, up in this area. Yeah, there, there's no up in this area. There's nowhere to buy Tudor. And that's. That is a big, big, I mean, aside from the fact that the a big chunk of the store is going to be um, focused strictly on Rolex and it's going to be more of that feeling of walking into like a Rolex boutique type situation. But carrying Tudor, I think, you know, the, the sister brand is a huge, huge, huge deal. They really complement each other, I believe. Oh, they do. Yeah. We yeah. were looking for that, that one line that, you know, people kept asking for and, and, uh, when I have people come into the store, they ask us, well, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And it, it really felt that the biggest name that we kept getting was was Tudor. So um, I'm thankful that they finally got got into it. it uh, they only opened up, I think, 17 dealers in the last two years. So, I mean, it's a very exclusive club. Wow. Yeah, I think the only one we've been into was in Vegas. That's the only time I've walked into a dealer and seen new oh, yes. Tudors. Yeah. Yes. Over yeah. there by – it was in – that was actually in Watches of Switzerland. Uh, was was it? it? Oh, it might have been I in Watches of Switzerland. I think it was in Watches of Switzerland, Switzerland yeah, when I went in had, to look at the 36 and he was bored with me. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> he was very bored with you and we walked out. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. It was very un-Devon's experience. We'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. Those uh, silly salespeople. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and that, you know, that's funny because it actually kind of leads me into the next thing I want to mention. Um is that a lot of times you walk into these these watch stores and it's I mean it's so abundantly clear that the people that are in there could care less about watches they don't know anything about them 
Um, they look at you and immediately size you up based on what you look like and you either get service or you don't. And it's just, it's not always a good experience. But one thing that um, I think one of the reasons that we got so attached to Devon's and just coming in and, and, you know, hanging out with you guys when we were in the mall was because it was so clear how dedicated you guys are to the watch portion of your business. And, and you guys all are very, very knowledgeable. Some of you like you and Matt, you're even, um, you're even collectors. Mm -hmm. I mean, you love to, to wear a watch and you love the history of watches. And, and, uh, you know, that was something that we, that really came through. So talk, you know, what's, what do you guys do when you have new folks that join the brand? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you have a pretty rigorous training regimen in terms of making sure they're, they are, um, uh, you know, brought up to speed on just the basics around watches and, and how to talk about them and, and that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I think part of it stems from the fact that, that we're passionate about this. I mean, you know, Matt and I specifically and, and the other guys I work with are, are passionate about the product. So when we talk about them, we're, we're talking about some of our favorite features and what really separates these watches from, from other brands. Um, you know, and I think that that's basically where that all starts from. And, and what, what kind of training do you put your new employees through when they come on board? It is pretty extensive to be fair. Um, they, there's certain watch lines. I mean, they, they can't show or can't, um, discuss, you know, they have to basically bring in a senior watch salesperson before they can even, you know, um, talk about the watch. So, Interesting. There, mm. It's it takes uh, a, quite a while for a new person to you know be invited to to show watches at the Rolex case or to show watches at the Tudor case. Um, I think next week uh, we're going to have some pretty extensive training on the uh, Tudor brand, so that'll that'll be interesting. I'll I'll know more what I have to go through for that. Oh, cool. All right. So, so speaking of next week, so we're, we're recording and on uh, Thursday, October 22nd, um, what is the timing looking like for the store opening? We, I mean, we all obviously know it's been in flux with, you know, openings and closings and, and COVID shutdowns and reopen, you know, all that stuff. Um, oh, this what darn we, COVID. I know it's it just thrown such it's a wrench so in everything. It's very inconvenient. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, we were supposed to be open late, you know, late this summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, you know, supply has been, I think, the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a specific date yet because everything has, has, has kind of been pushed back a little bit. But it, it, it is looking very, um, very good that we will open sometime next week. Sometime wow. the week of the 26th. Okay. okay. So, yeah. yeah, and I'll just tell our listeners, you know, f- let follow. If you're not following us, uh, shame on you. You should be following us <laughs> on Instagram because we'll be... I'm keeping in touch with Randy and Matt. Um, and so we'll, we'll be getting information from them and, and doing our best to, to make sure you guys all know, especially if you're fans of Rolex or Tudor and want to see some really cool watches, but um, also follow uh, Devon's account on, on Instagram. And I can link to that in the show notes, but that'll be the we, best we way. Right? Facebook as okay. well. Okay. So we can link to that. So make sure you're following those for updates. Cause it, again, it has all been in flux, but we're getting, we're within a few days. So we're getting close. Um, oh, it's yeah. It's like, it's so hard to be, 
you know, at the oldest store and know that new store is like right there. Mm, and so beautiful. <laughs> without, without a front door, unfortunately, right <laughs> oh, now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah no. It's no, like no, little yeah, details. Well, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's secured, but it's, yeah, there's still a lot of things that, that there's still a few things that have to be put together. I mean, I've, I've been in there, um, I've taken a look and it, it is absolutely beautiful. It's, it's a very ambitious project. Um, that we took on, and it is not like any of the other Devon stores. It is it is completely unique. Yeah, the the pictures that you've been sending us, it just it's, it's so exciting. I really and we're bummed because you know before this all you know because we had been talking about the new store months and months ago, and before COVID and all this nonsense. I mean, we we were we had all these great plans. We were going to be broadcasting live we from the, podcast, the store the day yeah. of the opening. I mean, it was maybe even a, a live YouTube, and it was going to be really exciting. And now we unfortunately, you know, PG and I won't even be able to be there for the opening. But I'm going to highly encourage anyone who's you know feels comfortable enough to to be out uh, in public and in in areas like malls and stuff. You got to go check it out. It's really going to be exciting. You know, I think I'm, I'm super excited. It just feels like the old store is, is uh, pushing back on us because every time we uh, every time uh, we turn around, something else is breaking. So <laughs> it's time to move. <laughs> yeah, it's it's starting to take it out on you. It's a little. It's it, feeling a little yeah. unloved. So now, are you going to be <laughs> exactly. on the on the first floor or the second floor? We're on the first floor. We will be uh, right next to Apple. And, oh, right uh, directly, there. Perfect. Yeah, directly, across from yeah. Tiffany. Exactly. Well, and Which that's is perfect. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like my favorite section of the mall. <laughs> and it's one of the busiest, right? With it's those types busy. of stores there. I mean, that you guys are going to get Other such great traffic. And, yeah. yeah that's, I was really surprised because, um, I, you know, I always thought, well, it's a main entrance that we're near. We're right in a corner. But I've had so many clients lately tell me how they, they never come to that end of the mall. Really? They only spend time at the other end. So I think I think we're moving to the right area. Yeah, I, I think so. Like if I go into the mall down by you guys, it's a lot less busy down there than if I come oh, on the oh, other oh, side. Okay. Yeah. I thought you said the, oh yeah, of course. There's just a lot more traffic so down we park, there. We park at the opposite side. Yeah. So I think it's you guys are definitely moving to the right location, I think for sure. You know, but the funny thing is, um, the location we're in always feels real loud and real busy. And uh, when I go to the uh, the new location and I check it out, it, it feels like it's a little calmer. It's a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. The ceiling's um, lower where you're going to be going, I believe. I, you know, I don't I think know. It, the, but it, the sound echoes a little bit in the other area. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does, it feels um, less chaotic. For sure. Well, and the Disney store is down at the old, you can hear the Disney store from the old location, I think. Probably lots yeah, of people, lots of young close. kids and stuff. Yeah, I think just that the way the store is uh, designed too. It's it's an inline store instead of a corner store, mm -hmm. so it's it's more you know more destination rather than people just kind of walking through. Right. Yeah, walking past the the displays. Yeah. Um, so what what should our listener, if we have any folks up here in this area that want to come check out the store on opening day, whenever that ends up being, um, obviously there's still restrictions around you know the mall and stores, how does that, how is that all going to work? You guys are going to, I assume have restrictions like on number expect? of people that can come in, right? Yes. Yeah. There, there's limitations as far as, as, you know, how many people could be in the store at one time, um, which of course there'll probably be a line um, yeah. forming, which we are seeing at some of the more popular stores. I mean, you know, when you walk past Louis Vuitton, I mean, you know, they have a line that goes halfway down the mall. It feels like, Oh my gosh. Crazy. But I, I don't anticipate that at our store. I think it'll be um, 
you know, just the basic uh, restrictions that uh, are put into place as far as you know, how many people are in the store, the sanitizer, the masks, all that good stuff. Right. So, they, I mean, people don't have to call ahead or anything like that. They just show up and and uh, get in line if they have to, basically. Exactly. And we are we are planning a show uh, late November. Um, it's a design show for Diamond specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that type of show where we know we're going to have a lot of people coming to the store. Um, you know, we actually are setting up appointments. But, you know, for the rest of the time, um, it's basically, yeah, just show up. Um, you know, we will, we will get you in. We will answer all your questions. We will take care of you. Cool. Okay. Right. And that, that reminded me that your, your diamond business is your, also your big main, uh, focus. This, that's what we started out as, mm-hmm. as a diamond store exclusively, mostly an engagement's always, always going to be, you know, the big thing that pushes people to the store because that's, that's never going to go away. Um, and that, you know, that is the primary focus for our business. Um, the watches are just a bonus, pure, purely. Yeah, and they're getting, they're soon going to be an even bigger bonus with Absolutely. the new store. Especially so. with that and adding Tudor. Yeah. That's huge. Yep, for sure. I'm excited. I, you know, I've tried on a few Tudor. Um, I, I, of course, already have my favorites. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys have a few that you're, you're watching as well. Yep. All right, so you come, come clean. Which, which one is your favorite? Which one do you have your eye on? I actually am torn between a few. Okay. So the GMT Black Bay. Yep. I've, I've tried it on. It fits nicely on my wrist. Okay. Um, I did try a Black Bay 58 as well, which um, I really, I, I can't wait to see the blue. I haven't seen the blue in person yet. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. It's certainly, it's popular. certainly popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. blue, it's hard to go wrong with blue. 2020 is a big blue year for releases so it's um, it feels that way yeah yeah and blue is well uh, pg's always joking with me that i if it's blue i'll, I'll buy it just be like because i'm a guy right <laughs> and for some reason guys mm-hmm. like blue and i guess that's in true. the y chromosome something, something attracts us to those blue tiles <laughs> i guess i don't know what it is <laughs> well i find myself wearing my submariner you know the most um mm-hmm. because it is a sentimental watch but um i i really would like to have something blue in my in my repertoire as well you have so, to have at least one blue dial. You got to yeah. have a blue dial, and especially that new one. It has such a it has a nice shade of blue. With um, it's a little lighter, so it would be really nice with a pair of jeans, or mm-hmm. with like a really nice dress shirt. Could you could really do it anyway? Yeah, so well, now, I'm, I'm going to own multiple. I'm absolutely positive of that. So, well, and that that's one brand we don't have in our collection yet. So I almost did the 36 millimeter. Um, when I was looking at that and the and what did Explorer, we what did I get you instead? The you Explorer. got me the, the Vintage yeah. Explorer yeah. in thirty six millimeters. Yep, that was well, oh, yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, it's well, I think like, the fun part for me is is you know just before we open, I'll be able to try all of those watches on because how often oh, you have jealous? Yeah, yeah. how <laughs> often you have you know a full inventory of you know brand new watches that you can play with because it invariably seems that you you know you don't have. Um, all the watches you want to have whenever you need them. Well, and that leads me to a question that is a very popular and frustrating question that plagues a lot of people now who are collecting watches is we used to be able to go in and, you know, the days of, oh, I want to buy my wife a watch for our anniversary. They're they're kind of over right now. Like and if you want to buy a Rolex. If you want saying. to buy a, Ro- yeah. a Rolex. And sure. so people are frustrated, you know, why 
why can't I go in? Why do I have to be on a list? And frankly, the demand is so high, it has increased. So it's a, it's an issue of supply and demand. But as an AD, um, what are your thoughts on that? And what, you know, what do you deal with on a day to day basis when you get a phone call, someone asking for something that, you know, normally would be there, but isn't or, you know, how, how does that all work with the AD? I mean, it, it is interesting. It is an interesting situation. I mean, you know, um, I never thought I would I would see the day where the demand has become this incredible. Um, and that's that's that is the basis of, of you know, why there it feels like there's a shortage. There really isn't They're They're giving us more watches than I have ever had before. Um, the problem is that uh, we you know, we can't keep the watches on hand and it doesn't matter which watch it is. Um, you know, even even some of the ones you would think that would be on hand at any given time. I mean, those are selling in, in days. I mean, every watch that I have in my case is probably less than 30 days old. Um, wow. Where, you know, mm. some, some of the all gold ones used to sit for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Even the two-tone. Even the two-tone yeah, would sit. Th yeah, those you could, you could usually, I mean, when the first time we ever walked in your store several years ago, the case was full. I mean, it was. Oh yeah, there was a yachtmaster. There was a, there su were, a sub or two. I think there was um, purple oyster perpetual. There was definitely a Milgauss. We've talked about that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great selection, and you know, we we do talk about this a lot. And there's a people get so frustrated, and and you know, speaking to you and other folks that know about the brand, uh, you know, it's the reality is that the the demand has just skyrocketed, and as frustrating as it gets for people, Rolex is not stupid they are an incredibly intelligent brand they're very intelligent in terms of managing their inventory um it's why yep. they're as successful as they are and as profitable as profitable as they are they really have just done a phenomenal job at building a brand and and driving this inc this crazy insane uh desire to own one of their their watches so it, it's just the world we live in i mean I, I think they'll catch up because it's there's precedent sent now with a new group of people coming of age especially in silicon valley like there's, and we're yeah. we're a two-hour drive from the south bay or, yeah. san, or san francisco right. but there's a lot of high tech out here so there's so many more people that want these watches that i personally feel eventually rolex will start catching up and they will start you know trying to make more to yeah. meet well, that demand because it's not going to go away making, they are making more than they ever have oh. like i said i am receiving so they many more up. watches than than we you know we previously received. If I look at uh, how many watches I received now compared to what I received back in 2015, I mean that's it's a night and day story. <clears throat> um, it's just like I said, the the amount of people that want um, this particular product has just it's gone through the roof. Um, that being said, you know it, I want everybody to walk into the store and get the watch they want. <laughs> that. That is my personal feeling, and that's that's the feeling that we all have. Um, we will get everybody the watch they want. It just is going to take time. Yep. It's not a, it's not an immediate gratification like it used to be. Yeah. Um, and that's you know that that's the reality of where we're at. Um, will our watch presence be bigger in the future? Absolutely. That's that's the goal. That's why we built this this new you know stores is we want to improve our relationship with the brands that we carry, and we really want to expand and and try to get everybody the watch they want. That brings me to an interesting trivia question I have. What would 
this is a little off topic, but what is what is, what is the <laughs> is most? Is it about Mickey Mouse? <laughs> no, no, Donald Duck. No, it's um. What do you get? Which watch do you get the most calls for out of all of oh, your Rolex collections? Like, what is the most popular watch that someone calls to get? You know, it's it is um, the one thing that's unique, I think, about about Rolex in general is the fact that people love a lot of different styles across the board. And, I, you know, I, I've never seen that with any product where there is there's this huge following for like a Datejust or this, this huge following for a Rolex GMT. Um, primarily, we do get a lot of, of the professional series calls right now. And uh, with the release of the uh, Submariner, um, you know, that is, is kind of like the big thing. Although I was really surprised at how many requests that we're getting for the Oyster Repetual oh, all the, across yeah. the board. Oh, no. Then all the new, <laughs> well, the new colors. I mean, there's, it's, know. you know, it's for people that know <laughs> the history of Rolex, right? They, they'll probably remember the, those original Frank Stella, Frank Stella mm-hmm. designed watches or the, the colors um, that were in the gold cases and gold bracelets and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but for those, I think, you know, when, when it was first, when the Rolex first announced those, I wasn't 100% sure what to think, but I could see that a lot of it's, I think it's going to bring in a lot of new people to the brand, right? Because it's, it's a little, it's oh, out yeah. of step for Rolex, right? To, to release watches in these bright, you know, very vivid and vibrant colors. But, but not when they did the oh, Frank Stellas gosh. back in the day. So the yeah. funny thing is, is since those are a retro color, the youngest people who are buying the Oyster Perpetuals, they don't even know who Frank Stella is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, the, the colors are just vibrant and they are just exciting. Um, and it, it's neat. I mean, I have to say, I'm, um, I've seen a few of them and they are absolutely cool. And even with a 41, how does it look on a 41? I mean, that's a big dial. It's a lot of color. That's in a, a 41. lot. That's a lot yeah. of color. How does it look in person? Oh, it, it fits perfect on my wrist. I'll tell you. Really? <laughs> I Absolutely. am sure it does. <laughs> oh yeah. It, now, and the- um, we have. I had a guy in the other day who was wearing the uh, coral red, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, you could see it from across the store. I mean, you knew exactly what he was wearing. You know, the second he walked in. Wow. So they, they stand out. There's no doubt about it. It's a neat departure because um, generally Rolex has been very conservative. Um, this is this is something that is really exciting. I think you know people are responding incredibly well to. Well, they make that. It makes me smile when I see those bright colors. Yeah, they're cheerful. Oh, definitely, yeah, they're cheerful. Yeah. And the way that coral red makes that steel bezel just it changes the the color of it almost. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I, yeah, I, they it's going to be a lot of fun seeing all the colors. I haven't seen everything yet, but um, you know the ones I have seen are they are definitely standouts. Well, we're definitely looking forward to, to eventually being able to see some of those in the metal. The the one I'm really looking forward to to seeing and feeling is the new sub because it's it's it the changes that they've made, as small as the changes are, it seems like they've radically divided thought, right? I mean a lot of people are like, Oh, they've gone it's big broken and it's, the internet. Why did they do it? <laughs> it's a broken the internet. <laughs> and, but then me. other people are like, No, it's a it's just a small change. It's no, gonna be perfect. That's the one I really want to see because I can't make a it's the changes are so subtle, I don't feel like I can make a judgment on it by looking at pictures. You I've worn can't. both. Um, you know, minus the one one six six one zero. Um but the it doesn't feel dramatically different. And remember, the cases only 
half a millimeter bigger because the actual Submariner that I'm wearing is a 40.83 millimeter watch. Mm. Yep. So, so it's, it's half a millimeter bigger, which isn't, isn't that much different. Um, it does feel different to me and I think it's, it's better balanced. Um, the, the one that I'm wearing, you know, does feel a little top heavy. Mm-hmm. This one, the, the bracelet's a little bit wider and, um, the lugs really fit better with the uh, with the bracelet. I mean, it it it, uh, it just feels it doesn't feel as heavy. Honestly, it actually feels lighter to me, which well, I know it's a heavier watch. Yeah, and it's just it's the weirdest thing. It's just the way that they built it is just so streamlined and so perfect. Yeah, and you know, I I did a video mm-hmm. a couple years ago on our YouTube channel talking about watch sizes and i think a lot of people me me included i'm guilty of it as well when i first read about a watch is i i go immediately to the diameter and i make a judgment call on whether that watch is going to work for me or not when in actual fact there's so many other factors whether it's the it's width of the bracelet dial, or the way and, the lugs yeah. taper how long the lugs are the thickness of the case the thickness of the bezel in relation to the mm-hmm. the dial size right there's so many factors it's that, design. Absolutely. It's overall design. Yeah, and I yep. think one of one of the biggest talk about breaking the internet. I think one it was, I mean, it was it created. I guess a lot of controversy when they went to what what people refer to as the uh, maxi, maxi dial, but also mm-hmm. the maxi sure. lugs, where the lugs got yep. much thicker. Which is the watch that you have, my Submariner, my six digit, right? Same thing without sure. the date, but that was that was such a big deal, and it. I think it upset a lot of people, more traditionalists, and that that's the one thing they've done is they've narrowed those lugs down again. So just like my old uh, bluesy Submariner, yeah, that fit I, that fit me fantastic. It, it was it was perfect, and I think you know that's one thing that brands like Rolex. I mean, Rolex isn't the only one, but brands like Rolex they don't just look at something and go, okay, let's upsize the case. We won't mess with anything yeah. else. They look at the whole design. There's a lot of thought and study that goes into that, and and yeah, maybe they've bumped the the case size a little bit. But it's all, you know, I think it's one thing leads to another, right? They probably had a lot of, I, I'm guessing they had a lot of discussions around, okay, we, we got to bring the lugs back down. Mm-hmm. That was obviously the thing that people dislike the most about the six digit. We got to bring the lugs back down. Um, but, and that, gotta, but that probably led to some of these other design decisions, right? With the bracelet absolutely. and the, the diameter yeah. of the case. Well, a larger dial overall is, it's a dive watch. We want a visible, you need yeah. to be That's able to see That's the other it. thing I noticed too, is the... Um, the dial, the um, writing on it is much easier to read. Mm. Um, it's brighter. Um, the bezel, everything, everything is much more visible than previous. Wow, I can't wait Excellent. to see this thing. I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's like comparing. So I have the last the last uh, Tritium Dial Explorer. What year was that? Oh yeah, um, ninety one or ninety two. Yeah, I think. so that's a that's thirty six. Cool. They call that a thirty six millimeter, and then I have my thirty four millimeter oyster perpetual and when i look at them side by side the 34 millimeter looks overall like a bigger watch it does Isn't yeah that interesting it really I actually is. love the old um 
40 millimeter um, Rolex Explorer twos. I think that was oh, one of the yeah, neatest that's designs. A, oh. Yeah. Well, Randy, we have a story I, about that too. Well, and Randy, I mean, we, we were going months ago. We were like, you know, cause everyone's speculating about what's coming out and you guys don't really know until the last minute either. No. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, you know, that was something that I was really hoping for was going back to a I little bit smaller case on the Explorer. Cause once they went to 42 with kind of the maxi, it just was and not, orange wasn't GMT working hand. on PG's wrist. Yeah. Um, and we do like to share as many watches as we can. So I'm still I'm still holding out hope in the next year or two. Maybe we'll see a, a slight downsize back to that 40 millimeter case or, or whatever they can do to make it a little bit easier for smaller wristed folks to wear. Because I agree, I, the five digit Explorer, I mean, both both PG and I absolutely love that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a neat, neat watch. Yep. Um, yep. And every year we go through this. I mean, what's what's next <laughs> on the agenda? We, we do. You know. It's a pastime. And, and there's so many uh, blogs and, and individuals out there. They'll, 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 uh, Everyone what's speculates. It called? They Photoshop up what they mm-hmm. think is going to be the next, you know, <laughs> yeah. the announcements yeah. for the year. And it, it's kind of fun. I mean, I think it's, it is. It is really interesting to see what people think is coming. Well, and with us, you know, with me having, you know, I'm a woman with a small wrist and Ranch Tracer's a, a pretty big, you know, tall, lanky guy with a larger <laughs> wrist. So we can really have great debates about, you know, mm-hmm. who can wear this, what, you know, which one yeah. of us, you know, thinks about I it. I gravitate towards a little bit bigger watch. And, and, you know, I always thought I had a small wrist, but then I started, we actually were playing recently and measuring our wrists mm-hmm. um, as customers came in and I found out mine's a little bit bigger than I thought. So oh. I, I tend to like that 40, 41 range. I think that's a, Anywhere from like 39 to 41, yep. getting close to 42 is a, is a great size for, I think, a lot of different sizes. Ri- it depends on, on the style is, of watch, yeah. right? If it's a sports watch, mm-hmm. I think it works on a lot of different wrists. If it's more of a, a dressy watch, it can be harder for uh, someone with a smaller wrist to pull off like a 41 or something like that. But um, I don't know how guys wear these 44, 46 millimeters. I mean, I have a 44 millimeter um, Luminox, actually, mm-hmm. and it... it this feels like it's actually digging into the to the side of my wrist. Because <laughs> the way the lugs that come over hangs, oh, yeah. hangs over the I top. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot and of the women not have their watch like that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I mean, when we got kind of really back into collecting on a serious business, I don't know, five six years ago or whatever it was, uh, we went and bought each other some Bolivas um, for Christmas. Yeah. And I, I got the big Bolova Precisionist, and it's Two-tone. like a forty-five yes. or four. I mean, it's huge. It, it, but it's, when I bought it, it was like, yeah, this is normal. This is a big manly watch. And there and were bigger watches in now. I, brands, I yeah. put it on, and I feel like um, I feel like I'm lifting weights. <laughs> it yeah, is it's big, exactly. Yeah. I don't know you how should see that on that me. We know. we actually shared a photo on Instagram probably three years ago of me wearing the oh, Precisionist, right. and you're wearing oh, my, my tiny. It's like a 19 millimeter little oval Bulova that you gave me when we were <laughs> yep. newlyweds 20 years ago. <laughs> that's a funny photo. Oh, that's so funny. So it's uh, that I, that's something I can't wear. I just cannot. <laughs> it's a gigantic watch. <laughs> but you know, I have, I do have another bigger watch, uh, the Seiko Orange Monster. We and have for one. some reason yep. it that one seems. I, mean, I think that's what a, that's a 43 or 44 millimeter case, isn't it? Is, we I just talked it, about it on yeah, our last is podcast. It, is yours the Gen 1, the first generation? Yeah. yeah. Same wanna, as ours, I want to yeah. say it's a 42, but it's got a it's got that um uh almost like that protective outer mm-hmm. sleeve on yeah. it like that really bulks it up a lot. But See, it's that one I don't feel uncomfortable wearing, which is weird. And that's funny cuz I wear it too. I you I have it, it for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's yeah. that one's kind of mine. I have it on a shark. I have it on a shark mesh. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh, that bracelet nice. yeah. with no end lug there, yep. and then I have it on one of those Erica's originals. Um, what does she call them? The I'm having chemo brain. I don't. It's, the, uh, it's, it's like a, a paracord elastic, or whatever. It's like yeah. elastic with the clip that comes around, so mm-hmm. it um, it keeps the watch a little closer to your to your wrist. Your yeah. Arm. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah. with the right outfit, jeans, sporty, it it works on a smaller wrist. Yep, that's my Disney. That's my Disney watch. Ah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because uh, I can see it in the dark rides. I can. Um, oh yeah. You know, I don't feel bad if I bang it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, and sure. I have a Donald Duck limited edition <laughs> bluesy homage Invicta yeah. that I get tons of compliments on because you never find the duck on anything. Oh no, no, absolutely not. That's just too. That's really the, cool. The duck is really. That's one of my other big Not watches respected. is my Invicta Disney with Mickey on the dial. And That's it's a, like a 45 or something. It's a huge watch. Yeah. yeah. It's a monster. It's it's a big one. But that's what we could find at the time. We wanted watches with we wanted Disney, the characters Disney characters when we, for our last trip that They're we cute, did. they so. And then like, like Randy said, you're not going to worry about if you bump it. And... Exactly. No. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it has all those little Disney love scratches where, you know. Yeah. And you can't beat a Seiko <laughs> movement. I mean, come on. I know. I know. They're I've accurate. had that. <laughs> I think I've had that like 15 years and it's still, wow. still have you, runs. Have you ever serviced it? No. Yeah. No. They, they, they I don't wear it that often that much yeah, anymore. Yeah. So they'll, they'll run like tops. They really will. <laughs> so it's crazy. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, mainly because when I was in there one time, you, you showed me something, but um, you get customers bringing in all kinds of different watches, whether they're bringing them in to, you know, ask you about it, just what is this watch or what's the value or I need to get it serviced. Um, and I remember being in there one time and you showed me a, uh, a red dial sub that yeah. a gentleman had brought in or his kids had brought in for him. And for our listeners, why is that unique? Cause a lot of, we have some new, they didn't, well, I don't, I don't know a whole ton so. about the history, but mm-hmm. it was, it was red text as opposed to white text on the dial yes. and they didn't make a lot of them. And, and it's, it's a very sought after piece. And that was the first time I'd ever had the opportunity to, to actually see one in the metal. Um, but what are, talk about some of the cool watches you've seen and maybe what is the, the coolest watch that you've ever seen come through the store uh, in whatever fashion it might be. Well, it's interesting. Those, those red letter um, Submariners, I mean, there's actually different versions of them and some are even, you know, ridiculously sought after. Um, and we've seen some some really neat ones that were in pristine condition. Um, the one that I that I saw somewhat recently is um, a one year release, and it was a, a version of the Daytona. It was a smaller version, so normally they're like a um, forty millimeter. I think this one is a thirty seven millimeter, and it, it was only released for one year. So uh, the story oh. says the guy's mother had won it um in a race um wow. and uh he you know she didn't really like a car race like she she raced yeah. a car and wow. oh my gosh because you know I, I, they were gifted to the winners of the races yeah um and uh he as a kid he wore it and just you know beat the heck out of it oh my um, gosh <laughs> so you know he oh. wanted to it's a sentimental piece he sent it off to um rolex and um for service and i mean it was it was it was pretty well loved over that time Mm -hmm. um 
And because of the significance of the watch itself, um, Rolex decided that it needed to go to Geneva for service. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went to a special department, and there's they only work on a few watches a year. Um, so this one, you know, to service, as you can imagine, basically, it, it's like restoring a car. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's one of the, you know, they might do, you know, five, maybe ten pieces in a year. I mean, we're talking, you know, a very, very selective watch. Um, so that was, that's kind of a neat one. It's it's going to run him almost the price of a inexpensive car to get it fixed. But. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I've yeah. heard, um, I've, I've gotten advice from some experts that say if you send a Rolex back to them and it has a tritium dial, they'll remove it and replace it because of the radioactive material. So is there something that they might have done to that watch that, or, or is that department, they would absolutely keep it intact as it was built? I mean, are there rules like that for certain historical you know, pieces? I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. I know they're going to try to keep it as original as possible. Yes. Um, but obviously some of the parts are going to have to be replaced. Yeah. Well, and especially a for a piece like beat. that, I mean, I know. talk about That's like rarity. a museum piece. What What was yes. his reaction when he found out what it was worth? Or did he already know? He knew. Yeah. Okay. It's, okay. I mean, these guys that, uh, that come in, um, you know, they know more about the watches a lot of times than even we do in some cases. Wow. I, and I, I'm just, I'm going through my mind trying to think of the women that have raced at Daytona to see if I can figure out who that is because there's not many. He probably well, can't say. Not, probably you know, can't. I don't know specifically what you know, race or the history of it. Um, but uh, it, it is, it is neat. It was, it was, I remember when I looked at it, I'm like, God, I've never seen one this size. It's just right. such a unique feel to wow. the watch. Did you take pictures? No, oh, I did okay. not. Oh, actually, You're probably maybe. not allowed to. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. You need to go back and look, Randy. <laughs> only <laughs> if it's okay. Up. I got to see those o- pictures. Only if it's okay. <laughs> Because he he yeah. could have some non disclosure. Wow. I just I can't even imagine like getting what something a, like that. Well, with your yeah, kid especially and then, that size. Oh Ugh. my gosh, amazing! It's story. just it's a cool thing, yeah. It, and you know, but I mean, when you're passionate about this, when you see even you know an older 36 millimeter Datejust that comes in, and you know, you know, it's a family heirloom. I mean, how cool is that, really? Yep, yep. It, that really is, and that's one thing that. Both PG and E, PG and I are kind of, kind of bummed about is neither of our. I mean, my my dad had watches, but he wasn't into watches, right? And they were it yeah. was just a tool for for him, and so he never got into that kind of stuff. But you know, some of the stories I've heard about watches that folks inherit from their parents and or grandparents, even right, and and that's I think Rolex is one of those brands that yeah. I, I was in a store yesterday a local store here looking for um, a birthday present for PG. And I overheard a guy talking about, yeah, I've, I've got that old, you know, I, I've got that old watch. I don't, it's uh, what's that one brand? What's that expense? You know, he has cowboy hat on and stuff. What is that? Uh, Rolex. Yeah. I got that thing. I never wear it. And you know, if you don't wear it, it doesn't work. And, and I mean, I literally like almost went over to him and said, I'll buy your watch. What, what is the watch? I don't care what it is. Oh, right. It's funny. I mean, it oh, just, my gosh. when you hear those kinds of things, especially about the, you know, when it comes to the history of the brand, you just get really excited. So I thought that was kind of funny. Well, we do well, have that old Gerard Perigo that your mom got when your dad was in the yes, service. Yeah. In overseas. Yep. Yeah. So there, but, we uh, have some little pieces. Yeah. But, 
my dad uh, just completely just does not get it at all. I mean, whenever I tell him <laughs> stories about, you know, he's like, why? Really? And, you know, the, the one thing that I presented him to, I said, well, how many items do you have currently in your possession that are worth more than when you bought it and are going to last you lifetimes? Yep. Yeah. Went, oh, two, we'll take two it. or more. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. that's, it's a hundred. That is so spot on. I mean, there's just not many, there's not many things that these days that you would consider an heirloom, but that's, you know, a, a vintage Rolex absolutely fits yep. into that category. And any Rolex that you're buying today is going to be in that category in 20, 30, 40 years. Right. I mean, it just, exactly. it's one of those part, enduring things. That's why I kind of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Part of the reason that I, I chose the um, Rolex Submariner as, you know, my 25th anniversary watch is I, I went to my son and I said, which, you know, what's the most attractive watch in this line to you? And he, he said that one, you know, hands down. <laughs> so I got that with the thought that, you know, not only will I enjoy it, but he's going to remember that I worked 25 years of my life to obtain that particular item. Yep. He will always remember that. Always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of your kids, are either of them into watches? Now, this is this is really sad. My son loves the idea of a watch, and he does have uh, a Bulova that we we bought him for you know a graduation gift when he got from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks actually very similar to the Submariner that I wear. But um, my daughter, you know, she wears her Apple Watch, and I say, well, why don't you know? I I bought my wife a few nice watches over the years. I said, and my wife doesn't ever seem to wear them. She's not into watches at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, why don't you wear, you know, your mom's watches? And, and she admitted that it's difficult for her to tell analog time. Oh. I know. it's Isn't that interesting? I, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell a story again. I think I told it on the last podcast, but we, we do have a story about that. How someone, I showed my watch to like a 20 something and she had no idea what time it was. Yeah. And she, you know, she says, well, I can kind of guesstimate, but you know, it's more, it'd be more of a fashion thing than, than an actual tool. So, yep. Yeah. No, I, I guess I kind of get it. I mean, I wasn't taught to read a sextant when I was in in school, right? I mean, we had compasses and modern sure. stuff. So I, I guess I get it. It's just for us, you know, for those of us that love mm-hmm. watches, it's it's a little bit disappointing to see that that uh, is being lost on some of the younger generations. Well, yeah, it was, it was just a weird thing. But wow. then on the other hand, for me, I like to wear a watch because then I am not constantly looking at my phone. I, mm-hmm. I have to yeah. I have to put my phone away or leave it somewhere and I have the watch so I know what time it is and it keeps me yeah. keeps me in the now and focusing on living my life instead of just being have my face on my phone all the time, which is how a lot of young people are. So it's yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah. I like having that date window so I can actually, you know, because I, I do every day have to use, you know, uh, a date function. Yep, and I don't use my phone for that. I always look at my wrist. It's just so much yep. more convenient. Especially with going through, it's like Groundhog Day. That's what yeah. I, I tell oh, yeah. Tracer. <laughs> Pandemic is Groundhog Day, and we forget what the actual day is. Yep. Yeah. Time yeah. displacement is real. Well, I mean, I guess that means we're going to have to buy a day date, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely someday. It's it's going to have to be on the list. Well, and nothing drives me crazy more than when I look down at my watch and I'm not wearing a watch with a date. Yeah. So then yeah. I, then I have to pick up my phone if, if I don't know what the, what the date is. So it's, I, it's funny too, cause my, I'm basing some of my, my future purchases on do, you know, is there a date window or not? And there's a couple watches that I absolutely love that don't have a date. I'm going, well, do it. Can I pull it off? Yeah. Yep. You got to admit there's such beautiful symmetry and, and 
design balance without a date. Yeah. Oh, yes. But I'm I'm yeah. an art student. This is so. Ford, this is Ford versus Chevy right here. I mean, you have um, the you have the date camp and you have the no date camp. I think and I'm in I the think date both camp. camps. I think they can come together really in a small part. Like when you take two rings and you put them together, Maybe. there's there a might center. Some, there might be some common ground, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, that you know, I look down at my sub and I'm like, oh man, I wish I'd gotten the, but, the date. But the then date you look sub. at it and say, this dial but is it perfect. It is beautiful. Right there's because you don't have oh, the cyclops on it. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing to interfere with the the symmetry of the dial. So I do understand that that as well. I mean I, I love the look of it, but the function. But I don't like not having the functionality. I guess. Well, and you just summed oh. up watch collecting because right? that's why we have so many because we do appreciate um, them. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty much I'm in love with the uh, the Tudor Black Bay Fifty Eight, but there's no date window. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same with the one that I was looking at, the 36. And that's how you end up with a collection of 150 watches, right, PG? Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I don't it's think ridiculous. I'm at your passion level yet. Oh, God. It's, it's, uh, well, most of ours crazy. are vintage, and um, we Listen, have a lot of quartz pieces. You have a pieces. lot of vintage and inexpensive, inexpensive quartz pieces. But, but I'm uh, over 150 now. Yeah, wow. just for your collection. It's crazy. I just found a that... picture. Uh, my best friend from high school sent me a photo of me when I think I was about 21. And I had a Casio Digital. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I was, and I had we my Snoopy did. Mechanical from when I was six. What yeah. was your oh, first, fun. what was your first watch, Randy? Um, I, I, oh, my goodness. I think when I was like a, a teenager, I had like an old Armatron. Oh, Armatron. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that brand. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was bright gold and, and it was, it stood out. You could see it a mile away. <laughs> Is that the brand of my ring watch that I got? Um, I think it is. Yeah, in, I think uh, it is. I think I was in high school. That was a huge Mervin's. brand back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, you could get them in all like the department stores and and like Walgreens and Long's Drugs yeah. and oh, all yeah. those places, right? Yep. Along with Casio and everything. And of course, else. it was yellow gold, right, Randy? Yeah, it was yellow gold <laughs> color, but oh, yeah. you know, full on OG. Full on back 80s. then, I didn't realize it was you know battery operated. So when it stopped working, I think I just threw it away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whereas, whereas these days, someone buys a, a mechanical watch not knowing it's mechanical and it stops yes. working and they get all angry. It's like, why is my watch the not working? The battery died. <laughs> yeah, the battery yeah, died, right? That's hysterical. I, I love telling you. Yeah, I do come across that occasionally. <laughs> I think you mentioned it at some point a few years ago. You'd had a customer that came in that was upset that their watch wasn't working anymore. And you're like, actually, if you just move it around and wind it a little bit, here you go, right? Yep. Yep. They yep. didn't even know. <laughs> there's still people that come in occasionally that, that um want us to set them when you know the month changes and they just never mastered that yeah mm. yeah yeah well <laughs> guys we are i can't believe it I, I thought this would be a bit of a shorter podcast but we're already coming up on on an hour um we've covered a lot of stuff uh, what I'd like our listeners to know, Randy, is how can they find you guys? So you have a website. It's devons.com, right? Or is it devonsjewelers.com? It's devonsjewelers.com, yeah. Okay, so devonsjewelers.com. And we'll put that in our show notes. What about on social media? Um, I, I believe it's um, devonsjewelers on both um, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Okay, all right. So you do have a Facebook site as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so... Again, the best way to 
uh, be up to date and know exactly when the new location is going to open, which is looking like it's going to be sometime next week, is to follow uh, Devon's on their various social media channels. Follow us because we'll we'll be keeping in touch with the guys as well. And follow me too because I, I'm spending yeah. a lot of time on... I've had a lot of recent growth on my account during the pandemic. So yeah, I'm so. getting a lot more new collectors and a lot of locals. So we'll post it everywhere. And this, honestly, this is, this show is about, is for our, <coughs> excuse me, for our locals, right? I mean, this is about anyone who's a, a fan of, of these brands and, and wants to see some cool watches and just meet some really, really cool people. And, you know, the focus of our store too, you know, is to get these watches into local hands more so than, than, you know, all of the Bay Area people that are calling or the LA area guys that are calling. I mean, you know, that doesn't mean as much to us as somebody local. That's that's really, that's our focus. That's awesome because as, uh, and we're, we're a little bit even further out, we're up in the foothills, you know, we want to have a chance just like everybody else to buy a watch and yeah. you know, find what we like locally instead of having to drive you know, fly to Vegas to get it. And that's not it's something that we didn't really dive into, but we do something we really appreciate about you guys is that you, you do have, you do your best to service your local clientele. Um, there is a, there is an area of Rolex collecting that frustrates a lot of us. And that's the people that will just try to buy as many as they can and flip them and make quick profit. And it can be frustrating for those people that are just passionate about watches. And you guys really embody that um, in terms of an AD that really cares about your customers and, we, we all appreciate that. Oh, thank you. you know, we really try. I mean, it, it's important to me to, to make sure that, you know, the watch is going to be worn and loved. Right. I, I, I don't want to see, you know, a watch that I sell on the internet 10 minutes later. Ugh. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yep. Something that could be a gift for a, a huge, huge milestone or yeah. a, a exactly. silver, you know, a big wedding anniversary or a promotion and... Yep. Yeah. So is there and those things mean something to us that really does. And that's, that's things that we really try to focus on. If, if, you know, we know that, that it is a big deal, you know, we want to make sure that that person is able to fill that big deal. So. Yep. That's For wonderful. Sure. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with our watch fam who are listening? Anything else well, that I mean, we might've missed that you want to talk the, about? I mean, I know sometimes it's frustrating when, um, it is hard to get, you know, exactly the watch that you want, but I mean, you know, we will try. We definitely, it, it means a lot to us to get these watches to those people and, you know, make sure that you do come in and uh, give us a personal um, experience that way. You know, we know what you want and we can try to, um, you know, get you that particular piece or that, that item and get, you know, get to know us. Um, I mean, obviously, if, if your name is, is front and center on our on our minds when, you know, something comes in, I mean, that's that's the person that we're going to really try to try to make sure that they they, you know, they get exactly what they want. No, that's, um, but that's great. Yeah. 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 In other words, don't just call in and say, do you have this watch? Go in and meet, meet the De Devon's yeah. family. Check out the store. They've got other great stuff, too. I mean, I've gone in there to to talk to you and Matt and just hang out and ended up walking out with a piece of jewelry oh, for my, PG. Oh, my, so. uh, my key necklace. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it just, yeah. it, it's a neat store. It's a great environment. And definitely um, it's been so fun for us to get to know you guys over the years. And, um, you know, we've uh, up until COVID, we were talking about having you and Matt and the families oh, up yeah, for, over a for a barbecue. And we are still going to do that. <laughs> as soon as things I know. We're looking, I'm looking oh. forward to it. I, uh, your, the place looks absolutely beautiful from oh, what I've seen. And you. I can't wait to 
um, experience. And hanging out with you guys is always the best. I mean, you guys are just wonderful. So, Well, Well, I haven't had a chance to really talk to your wife except that one time. And I really like her. Yeah. It's very, very sweet. So it'll be She is. She is my better half. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) They all are, Randy. They're all our better halves. She's a neat person. I, I, I got She's really, cool. really lucky. So Aww. awesome. Well, we will, we are going to make that happen. We are definitely going to make it happen. So, all right. Oh, I can't wait. Well, uh, again, Randy, thank you so much. This has been a blast. This has We've been really enjoyed having really you on the show. Really fun and cheerful. It's um, yep. you know, with everybody being really down with this COVID thing for all these various reasons, it's been fun to talk about. You know, good stories, interesting pieces that came through, and yeah. It's fun to have the bright I'm smiling. spots. This is a bright spot for all of us, especially for watch collectors up here in the Sacramento area, area um, especially those who uh, like the, the Rolex and Tudor brands. This is really exciting. It's a bright spot and what otherwise has been a tough time. So uh, we are looking forward to it. We're looking forward to seeing the store and we're looking forward to seeing you guys again. I am too. I tell you, um, being a, being on the show too was, was meaningful. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate the fact that you guys did this. So thank, thank you. you. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you on the next one. And there you have it. That was so fun. It, Randy is... Uh, I, literally, we could, we'll could we go in there and we'll just hang out, you know, and look at stuff. and For an hour. And, and hang out for an hour and chat with Randy customers. between customers. <laughs> I mean, he's just... He's such a good guy. And, and uh, he's... You know, he's... We buy watches and jewelry from from randy and from devon's but he's just the kind of guy that we would just be friends with well so. and the, the staff in the store they're all like that it's mm-hmm. small town feel there's no intimidation and you're treated yep. with respect so whether you're just browsing or you know looking to buy something you're going to be treated like a neighbor yeah yeah no it's it's a very much very much a like like randy said and like we mentioned as well it's very family oriented atmosphere mm-hmm. and, I am just I'm still so bummed that we're not going to be there for the opening, but we do need to figure out how we can get over and see the new store shortly after they open. You know, after maybe all the, the morning or something, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, the mall's open, but it's um, there are guidelines in place, like he said. So well, and we have to be really careful for you. Right, so because I'm entering another another round next of month, fun. So yep. we we'll yep. just have to time it right. But uh, so anyway. We hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we enjoyed recording it. We went a full over an hour with Randy, and I wasn't sure we were going to go that long, but I should have known better because we, we could just chat with him forever. So uh, I think with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's show. As always, please give us a follow over on Instagram at at love and watches. You can also follow Perpetual Girl at, at Perpetual Girl. You can follow me as well. I don't really spend any time there, so probably not worth your your effort, but definitely follow the show and, and PG. Uh, I'm going to put links to all the things we talked about today in the show notes. Go and follow Devon's Jewelers so you know mm-hmm. about and exactly what day they're opening. And We'll put links to all that. And and give us a review. We, we get a lot of reviews. And I have a funny story. It was kind of funny because I was talking in a previous podcast about how I was so honored and humbled that we had a 5.0 review. And literally within 24 hours after that, or 48 hours, all of a sudden it went down to 4.5. Yeah, kind of interesting, <laughs> huh? No, no more written reviews. Was, just someone no, went in. No, and, someone yeah, went so in and gave kinda, us the, the one star. interesting, but oh well. We got a bunch of one stars. <laughs> no, I think we got like two of them, but it, yeah. whatever. I thought it was kind whatever. of... Whatever. Yeah, three, three years we had 5.0, so we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, that and, awesome. and all the we appreciate all the written reviews. They're all very 
very kind very and, generous and yes. people seem to like the show but as always you know we we want to hear from those that maybe don't like the show or would like to see other things on the show um you know we've always said we're not we're not one of the kind of standard podcasts or blogs that just regurgitates a lot of the same news over and over and over again. We don't like to be that kind of show. We like to try to make it personal and and talk about things like what we talked about today, which is very um, pertinent to those of you up here in the, the Sacramento area, Northern California. But, you but know, I think, I think let even, us know. Even if you're not in this area, I think hearing what Randy says about the policies in their particular yep. store is, I think it's... It, it makes me feel a little bit better about all the the hate that's going on yeah. with Rolex. I imagine it might not be the same everywhere, but it it sounded pretty legit, you know. Oh, as far yeah, as they, here locally, I have no issues. Yep. Yep. No, it's just it's just the the world that we live in and the the popularity of you know of the brand. One other quick thing, guys, if um if you like Oris, we've talked a lot about Oris lately. We've had them on the show and. And uh, they've had a lot of uh, interesting releases and and that kind of thing. So uh, if you are into their pieces, or even if you're not, go and check out our YouTube channel. I just put up a review of the uh, of their oh boy, let me see if I can get 50. this right. The 57th mm-hmm. Reno Air Races Limited Edition. So uh, they started sponsoring the, the Reno pilot. Air Races mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and this is their third. Uh, special edition uh, Big Crown Pro Pilot GMT. Yeah, it's the GMT, and so uh, that one came out I think last month. So I did a review of that on YouTube. So go over and and find our. If you just go to our website loveandwatches.com, uh, all the links to our various channels are on the right hand column. But you can also just go search Love and Watches on uh, on YouTube and find us there. So that's actually currently in the link in our bio. Is oh, that, okay. you, is on, that on Instagram? YouTube video? Yes. Okay. So if you just I go find us there. on Instagram and click on the, go to our bio and click on the link, it'll take you to the video. Uh, and then we've got some more exciting videos coming soon. So mm-hmm. planning to start doing more on, on the YouTube channel. We're not going to be doing, our goal is not to, you know, get to the quick thousand users and start making money on advertising and stuff. I don't think I will ever monetize the YouTube channel, which means we'll never be very big, but it's one thing I, I hate with a passion is going on YouTube and getting bombarded by ads. And we've always told you guys, you will not get that here. So um, we might be a little tougher to find since we don't get into all that monetization stuff, but well, if you go put check it out. love and watches all in one word with no apostrophe, it'll pop right up. Yeah. You'll, you'll find us. It's easy enough to find us. You just gotta, you gotta work a little bit. You gotta, you gotta work. A little <laughs> well, bit. it's a really neat segment and you started it. You may have started it be, right at the beginning when we started the podcast. I started it pretty early. I was doing reviews of older pieces and stuff, and you did our vintage Seiko Belmatic, which yeah, we did talked the Belmatic about, and, and then an older one, a transistorized watch that I inherited yeah. from my father, and and that's more about that's all about Ranch Racer. This is um, yeah. you, we can all nerd out and sit at the workbench. Yep, with you and talk about the the watch. Exactly. So go check it out. Uh, it's got a fun and very surprise ending to it. So <laughs> I won't tell you what it is. You're going to have to go and, and watch the video. So go check that out there. And other than that, as always, thank you so much for, for listening. We appreciate it. We wouldn't be doing it if you guys were not interested in hearing what we have to say. So thank you very much for being part of the Love and Watches family. And uh, we look forward to getting more of you guys on the show. So We do. I have a you, list. Yep. And the list. list is growing. If you would like to be part of our Love and Our Listener Spotlight and be on the show and talk, talk about your own 
collecting and your your love of watches then let us know and and we'll get you on the list so that's it let's wrap it for this week uh thank you all so much thank you everyone this is perpetual girl and this is ranch racer and we will see you for the next one bye-bye